Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. And in three, two, and one. This week, this, 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 this week, this week, this, 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 this week. This week in Geek. This week in Geek, we discuss Spider-Man, Valorant, and Pokemon. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to another week of This Week in Geek, where we what's today today's the 27th so i think mm-hmm. this is our first is this our first recording of summer or a second this is our second episode of summer i think i think so yeah. i don't i don't remember when the solstice was so 21st so that was six days ago six days ago yeah so it's officially yeah first one yay summer well this is our first recording of summer i posted the last one after the solstice i think because we know we talked we talked about the solstice last time so it, it, this is our second Okay. Hooray. We're in summer. We're, we're officially fully in summer. Um, how are you doing, Kevin? How's it been? How's camp? <laughs> uh, we're doing pretty good. Uh, camp wise, it's uh, it's getting a little easier. We're trying out a bunch of new stuff because, like, you know, we, we could constantly experiment with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so this week, instead of us doing like a blanket lesson for everybody, we decided to be like, Day one, what games do you guys want to play? And then day two, it's like, what do, what do, what do you guys want to like, like, what's your familiar with the game, and what game do you want to play? And so most of them said like, oh, we all want to learn like Valorant, right? Mm-hmm. And so we're like, okay, then what's your familiarity with the game? And so like, essentially, we ask like, if you're super familiar and you play all the time, like, you're with this group. If you're still learning, kinda, you're with this group. And then so on and so forth. So we essentially broke them up into like three groups of like beginner, intermediate, and like expert. And then we're not like having them fight each other, but more of like they fight within their own groups so that we could figure out where they land. And then tomorrow we're putting them into teams officially. So they're going to start practicing together with a variety of different like skill levels and seeing how it goes. Now, are your kids mostly in it to do like streaming or are they hoping to go like pro esports one day or are they just in it for fun? I have no idea. I think that they just want to play the game. Mm. Uh so that that's what I'm getting out of it. Um but yeah, I don't I really don't know what exactly they want to get out of the the whole the whole thing here. What other things do you have in store for them for the rest of the camp? Or or do you are you still kind of taking it day by day, figuring out what they want to do? We're figuring it out. Like at least this week is more of like letting them pick and choose what they're comfortable with, um, and then we'll we'll kind of like shake it up once we start like figuring out what's the most popular and what people want to run, um, and then once we, once we get into that, we can pretty much like start messing with a bunch of other stuff as well. So, um, yeah, that that's how that's going down. Um, yeah, I don't know how else to describe it. It's just like we're we're trying to get them on pace to like try new things, but we don't know what they want to try until like 
day one of camp. So um, it, it could we want to do like us as instructors are like Valorant's fun and all, but I want to do like I want to do a week of Mario Kart or like Ooh. Tetris, like <laughs> Tetris, oh, like like the hard Tetris, not the not like the easy one. So competitive like, online chess. Yeah, like we could, but I'm 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 the I'm ass at chess. Not gonna lie, <laughs> it is an option. I mean, if if the kids want to learn how to how to play at a high level, like we can we can try to help there. Uh, what about you, Matt? How's everything going on your end? Everything's been pretty good on my end. I am taking this week off for vacation, so I have not had to deal with with work nonsense since Sunday, which has been great. Um, I went to an improv workshop today, which was fun. I did some reading. I've been playing God of War, and it is just great not having to deal with posting to social media, except that I am now taking a class through UCLA Extension for social media marketing. So I managed to do all of my readings and watch all the lectures yesterday. I did my first quiz and responded to my um, my first forum poster discussion forum so i currently have a hundred percent in the class and this is the first time i'm in six years that i've done something for academic credit and it is wild i don't <laughs> i don't like don't like being graded i really don't yeah there's that stress again it's like oh god i'm taking a quiz even though i think it's i'm pretty sure it's open no because it's like i can just pull up the lecture notes and respond to the answer so it's pretty easy so far i mean this is only week one so yeah i hope it doesn't get too much harder because i don't like to be graded for my work just like give me a pat on the head and say yes you're learning and then let you're, me you're go doing and it just get my credit i don't i don't like being graded the uh the the asian like i have to get an <laughs> a is is rearing its ugly head again and i don't like it yeah But anyway, let's get into the news of the week. So um, if I can bring up the notes page and find it, there we go. Um, so picking up, I guess, on a topic that we've been just covering ad nauseum, not ad nauseum, but just covering to, to death for the past couple of weeks, um, the box office. Spider-Man is number one again after, I guess, lose, getting split last week between like Elemental, Spider-Man, um flash and I, I can't even remember what other movies came out but after like people are gonna go out to venture and see the other movies um there is finally a return for spider-man to the top of the box office uh i don't know whether that's just because people want to see it again people are seeing it for the first time still um people are just not bothering seeing elemental or flash but i think maybe part of the reason at least a small part of the reason is because people are discovering that there are different versions of across the Spider-Verse in theaters. Um, I don't, on one hand, I think this is kind of neat and cool, but on the other hand, it's like, why? What was the point? What if no one ever noticed? So apparently people found out that, I, I don't know how they notice, I guess just people who have gone to see it multiple times, well, maybe have too much time on their hands. Um, but they found out that in the very, beginning scene when you're kind of you finally meet um Miguel and he he's calling for backup 
uh, in that scene where he's talking to the hologram, there's two different versions of it. Um, there's one version where at the end where she says already called, like she already called for the backup. Um, the hologram points at Miguel. And then in the second version that's been found, um, she takes a selfie with a bunny filter over Miguel. And there's also a different, another difference is that there's one scene where you're seeing the spot um, in hologram. It has to do with holograms a lot, <laughs> the different versions of this movie. Um, but there it is. So, um, but in, in one of the other versions, the spot hologram says when he's using his own collider, one version she says, which would not be good. And in the other version, he says, oh, what the heck? Um, I think the more common version to see, according to this tweet by Tapura or Tapu Rambles, um, the more widespread version is the one where he says, oh, what the heck? I don't remember which one I saw because I was not paying attention for different versions of Spider-Verse, but possibly one of the reasons why there is a renewed box office or not even a renewed, but a higher box office for Spider-Man is maybe some of the diehards are trying to go back in theaters and see if they can find a different version of it. Um, we don't know how many different versions are there. People are, are speculating that maybe some of the new versions were put in after the opening week because the, uh, the selfie shot was, I think, there during the opening week of the Spider-Man release, but afterwards it was harder to find because around that time is when Sony swapped out some of the versions um, to fix some sound issues. Although the um, one of the associate editors confirmed that there are multiple versions out there because he quote tweeted one of the uh, he quote tweeted the 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 tweet with the different versions of Miguel and the hologram saying, I was wondering when people might start noticing. So that's Andrew Levitin, who's the editor of Spider-Verse. But on one hand, like, I think this is cool. It like adds to the multiverse of it all. And I guess it's a, it's a fun marketing ploy to get people mm -hmm. to watch it again. But also if like, if no one ever notices, then I mean, what was the point? And then it also kind of feels very gimmicky, you know? It's like when mm -hmm. you when you release this on DVD, is that going to be, or Blu-ray or whatever, is that going to be one of the bonus features, like showing all the different versions of it? Because when... Um, into the Spider-Verse. Into the Spider-Verse, right. Because in Into the Spider-Verse, I think they did, they released on the, the Blu-ray DVD an alternate cut of the movie that was just um, storyboards, where I think his, his roommate Genki has a much bigger role and is kind of almost a sidekick to miles. But that version was ultimately scrapped though. They again, restored at least the storyboards and kind of, I think they did a little bit of voice acting to, to show you what this movie also could have looked like. So that's something that they did. So maybe in the DVD Blu-ray release of uh, across the spider verse, we might get some, some uh, special features showing all of the the different versions that are out there. Uh, what do you think, Kevin, about this? I think I think it's cool that they have different versions of of the movie. Uh, I thought it was just a patch notes thing. I thought they were just like, <laughs> oh, it's Spider Man two Like we just fix some audio cues. It's all good. But like, I my sister has seen it like more than I have, and she's like, yeah, there there's different stuff in there, and I'm like. It's not just like a one time, oh, we fixed it. It's time to time to go to the next one. It's 
like an actual thing and she's like yeah like there's stuff to look out for now and i'm like oh, okay so yeah uh it's gonna be interesting to see like what this leads to uh and how they're gonna distribute it i don't i don't know which version they would want to go with you know mm-hmm So another thing that's in Spider-Man news that is maybe not as fun and positive as this one is that there's been a huge burnout in a lot of industries recently so far in entertainment. Mostly when we talk about it, we talk about gaming, but in in this case with Spider-Man, it's animation and film. But apparently about 100 people walked off of the production of Across the Spider-Verse because it was just so intensive and grueling to get this film done um according to this article that i'm looking at from GameSpot, um about 100 artists left because of um phil lord's method and and management of the film apparently he was pushing them to do 11 hours a day seven days a week for more than a year because people had to catch up because the way he did editing and made his decisions was instead of making cuts or edits or or changing his direction during like maybe the storyboarding phase or early into the animation process, he would only make changes and cuts with finally like fully rendered, fully completed um, scenes. So just imagine that you're, you're an animator. You've put in how many hours into doing a scene then phil lord takes a look at it and says i don't like it go back and redo it or yeah i don't like it just just cut it we're not using that scene and so you're just pretty you're you're doing all this work and for nothing i i i kind of understand a little bit of what that's like not not to the full extent that these animators are doing but like with some of the clients i've worked with it 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 gets to the point where you've done all the work you've drafted things out you've you've gotten them a concept and our creative team has, has made made this creative you send it to the client and they're like actually i want to go in a completely different direction let's redo it even after this creative has been made or it's like um yeah i i don't like this at all let's let's move this change this do this do this and it just goes round and round and round and it feels like you're never getting anywhere and then when when things are delayed or things are not ready on time the client gets angry and it's like it's it's not our fault you're 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 not giving us the feedback at the stage where it would be most beneficial and it wouldn't cause too much of a delay because the thing's already been made like we've sunk time effort and and resource into this <laughs> and it's only after that all that has been spent that you decide you don't like it or you want a different direction so just with the intensive process and how many frames you have to do with animation, I can't imagine how frustrated these artists must be. Yeah, it it would be infuriating, especially if you're like trying to get something to finally work out. And instead of it just instead of it being done and like worked on and completed, I'll they they just decide hey this is not what we're looking for we're gonna scrap it like have you start from scratch like that is honestly a really terrible way of going and it's just not not cool a hundred of your artists walked off the production like that's that's not a good sign and i don't i don't understand how 
as a management style for a huge film with a huge production, like, and, and of course this is going to get out. Like, there's no way people are not going to talk about this and it's going to make news as it has. But like, how do you decide to only make edits after the the fully rendered, fully edited, like fully animated scene has been made? I don't understand how that makes any like logistical managerial sense. Yeah, like that's something that you you put on the like at the start so that you could at least get ahead of it a little bit. But like, yeah, it, it would suck if you poured hours into animating a certain scene and then the director's just like, nope, you got to redo it. It's like what? There has to be at least a good reason for it, you know? Mm-hmm. So again, to look at the, the different sides of this. So the animators are saying that they were putting in an excessive amount of time, again, 11 hour days, seven days a week for about a year to make sure that the film came out on time because of Phil Lord's management style and having to send entire teams of animators back to square one because he didn't like a cut or a scene after it had been animated and on Sony's side, they're denying the claims about Lord's management style, saying that it is saying that feature animation is an iterative process with many contributors. Um, they're defending the decision to have so many revisions because they wanted to have a good a pro product as possible, which it makes sense. Yes, you want to have a good product, but there has to be a better way to ensure that you get it without overworking and almost abusing your staff. Um, so there's that, um, and just due to all of this and the way that things are shaking out, it really doesn't look like, according to some insiders of the project, that the 2024 release of Spider-Man Beyond the Spider-Verse is going to happen. Um, again, they've lost a hundred people on their staff and with the way that Phil Lord is allegedly running his um his team it's going to take a lot longer than a year to get it done according to um an artist on the production who was interviewed by vulture um who's they only decided to go by the name steven so if that's their first name real first name or not anonymity um but this animator steven said that They've announced that Beyond the Spider-Verse will be released March of next year. I've seen people say, oh, they probably worked on it at the same time. There's no way the movie's coming out then. There's been progress on the pre-production side of things. But as far as the production side goes, the only progress that's been made on one the one-third is any exploration or tests that were done before the movie was split into two parts. Everyone's been fully focused on Across the Spider-Verse and barely crossing the finish line. And now it's like, oh yeah, now we have to do the other one. So... Um, I guess we're gonna have to wait even longer for the next iteration of Spider Verse, Kevin. Man, so so now the question is, uh, how long do you think it's gonna take? Like, originally it, it was supposed to be like slated for next year, right? Mm -hmm. You think it's and gonna take another it? two, three years? It took five years to get. Across to get the, the first yeah to get across the spider-verse so i mean there's there's already been some work done i their storyboarding has been done pre-production has i guess been done um and based on what it, it sounds like from that quote this was initially supposed to be one movie that was split into two so there's a there's been a little bit of work done um if they force everyone to work seven hour day seven hour 
or 11 hour days for seven days a week again um we might get it in in two years so maybe 2025 <laughs> if we're abusing our workers that is uh if we're not abusing our workers and we have an actual full staff after they replace everyone who left um maybe three four years knocking off a year because they don't have to worry about pre-production as much so then the next question is will we get spider-man 3 for the ps6 before <laughs> or after oh ps has already been kind of playstation's already been kind of hinting that they got something in the pipeline to replace <laughs> the ps5 already so we'll have the ps6 and spider-man 3 insomniac i think we'll get spider-man 3 first honestly because <laughs> the framework's already done they just have to like copy the 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 gameplay engine from arkham again from the batman games they just have to do that true so they're not starting from the ground up they're not having to animate everything they can just use the same models which i guess you can do with um the uh, across or beyond the spider-verse but i honestly think we're going to see the game before the the (laughs) movie there we go since we're talking about movies let's move on to television Kevin, what do you think of the game show Wheel of Fortune? Uh, I mean, I feel like it's a game that you watch when you're sick or you happen to leave after or like you leave the TV on after Final Jeopardy. That's like the limit of of uh, Wheel of Fortune. Other other than that, like, I guess it's an all right game. Okay, what do you think of the host, Pat Sajak, and his co-host, Vanna White? Oh, I feel like they've been on there forever. <laughs> yeah, that's that's one way of putting it. They're very, <laughs> very old folks. So personally, I really don't like Wheel of Fortune. I think that the puzzles and the hints are kind of kind of stupid. Like they'll say thing or they'll say person, right? Yeah. If you've never watched Wheel of Fortune before, it's it's pretty much hangman. You spill you went you spin a wheel, it'll tell you how much like each letter that you guess is worth, and you make it you guess a letter. And if it's up there, then you win X times however many dollars you spun. So, like, the hint will be, or the category will be, like, person, right? And the answer to the the thing will be, like, your next door neighbor's pet groomer or something. Or something yeah. really stupid like that. Like, I... I get that they're trying to be difficult to to make it harder to guess, but I also think it's just the, the puzzles are really stupid. I think that Pat Sajak is one of the blandest, most milk toast, most like stereotypical NPC generated character you <laughs> yeah. could ever have. I think Vanna White, why is she up there getting paid? I understand that she's been there for forever and she's kind of tradition to have with the show, but like she doesn't do anything. She goes, she walks across the stage taps the lighted tile and sometimes she's walking too slowly that they just have to like change the letter for her like i understand back in the day when they didn't have like the electronic touch things where she had to like manually flip every single letter but she doesn't have to anymore they could literally just do that automatically um so yeah i i dislike wheel of fortune again it's like again it's you just didn't change the channel after jeopardy fast enough and it's like oh no just like yeah, I'm stuck here now. This is this is life. Oh, dang it, the, the show's already started. Yeah, kind of a thing. Um, but yeah. So after forty something years doing this, Pat Sajak is finally retiring, 
and he is getting a replacement host. Do you know who it is, Kevin? I have no idea. All right, give a guess. Let's play, let's make play a game out of this. Out of all the celebrities that are currently here on the earth who you think could host a game show, who do you think it is? A game show? I mean, you literally grab like anybody. I mean, you grab anybody who was like famous at one point and you could slap them in there. Like Let's see, let's see. Who would replace? It's got to be somebody who's just like meh. Uh like it's got to be somebody from like TV. It is Ray somebody. Romano. <laughs> oh, okay, that's not the direction I thought you were gonna go. Um, it is. It is not Ray Romano. <laughs> I'm like somebody who needs a job. Maybe like Ben Stiller, Adam, Ben Stiller. <laughs> Are we getting colder? <laughs> I, I, I don't know where know the direction that's going. <laughs> but um. It's Ryan Seacrest. Ryan's, oh, Ryan Seacrest. Okay. I can see that. So, I mean, what has he done recently? I know he's... Is he still hosting American Idol? I don't know if he's still on Idol. But he also discovered their Kardashians and made them famous, which, like, I cannot forgive. <laughs> I will never forgive Ryan Seacrest. Um... But he signed a multi-year agreement to sh- to host the show starting in 2024. Um, he will also be a consulting producer. And he said, I'm truly humbled to be stepping into the footsteps of the legendary Pat Sajak. I can say, along with the rest of America, not me. I'm not saying this at all. Um, that's me saying it. That it's been a privilege and pure joy to watch Pat and Vanna on our television scenes for an unprecedented 40 years, making us smile every night and feel right at home with them. They don't make me smile. They frustrate me. Um, Pat, I love the way you've celebrated the contestants and made viewers at home feel at ease. I look forward to learning everything I can from you during this transition. So, yeah, after 41 seasons, Pat Sajak is gone. And maybe I can finally watch Jeopardy, not Jeopardy, Wheel of Fortune again. It's just, he's so boring. He has no energy. Yeah. It's like they were really trying hard to find the most inoffensive person possible, which like I get that, but also like <laughs> he's so boring. There's got to be more than than one note. I like watching game shows and I've seen enough game shows to know that like how easy it is to find an engaging host. And I feel like they just kind of stuck with Pat Sajak because they really they're going for the America's game thing. They mm-hmm. were they were going for like Everybody can watch this. Everybody's no one's going to be like, like you look at Steve Harvey, and he's he's obviously had his blunders in the past. He's he makes the show a little bit more risque, and I think to that one to appeal to Middle America, which I hope you can read into what I'm saying, and to keep it more like G-rated, they went with the soft-spoken white man who doesn't really like have much of a personality besides hi i can talk at you and read letters who who would you want as the new wheel host if you if you could pick i honestly think that they should have just found someone new like like completely brand new new, like yes i think they should i think they could have just gotten someone completely brand new and just started their career with uh, wheel of fortune wheel of fortune and then they'll have them for forever i think that would have been my preferred 
way and they could have made a whole they could have done a whole event around it like they did with um with jeopardy. like with jeopardy yeah. yeah they could have done a whole event around it let's find the new wheel of fortune host i think that would have been one made wheel of fortune more relevant again and made people tune in and i think that would have been just a fun way for someone to launch their career um in terms of current people who could host a game show uh not Pete Davidson. I don't know that would I, be so funny. I don't like Pete Davidson. <laughs> it, it, not imagine not him Harvey on wheel. Steve Harvey has enough stuff. <laughs> like, <laughs> like imagine him on wheel of fortune, just being like, uh, yeah. <laughs> also, I think Pete Davidson's like humor is just offensive and mean a lot of the time. Yeah, like, I've seen some of his stuff, like to the clips, and it's like that's not funny. That's just mean. That's just bullying. Um, who's funny and Asian? Who's not offensive? Oh. <laughs> uh my mind instantly went to like ronnie chang but i'll i'll think ronnie chang is just it's he's he's too angry yeah he's too angry he's too like subtly insulting yeah and i don't think hassan would be on board so we would have to pick you have to pick somebody who's like Oh, oh, uh, Ken Jong. Ken Jong would be so funny. I think uh, that's what I was thinking of. Ken Jong. He's he has he is a little bit offensive, but I think Ken Jong has enough wit to keep it like relative. To keep it like lighthearted. Keep it lighthearted and G-rated, and like you know he's educated because he was a doctor, so he can he can probably do some wordplay. I think Ken Jong would have been my choice. I don't know why. Yeah, but I think well, no, because he does Masked Singer, even though I've never watched an episode of Masked Singer. So he already has game show experience. We know he's funny because of the hangover. I don't know. I I, I think Ken Jong would have been my choice. Yeah, Ken Jong would be really funny. I would I would think. I would. I just don't know like who's like entertaining enough to like hold it down. But I do agree mm-hmm. that like I would have loved to see it go to somebody like completely random, and that would have like that would have definitely helped. With like launching somebody's career for sure, and I think that that would that would help quite a bit. So, like, just honestly, like, just put out a national casting call. Yeah, I think that would have been the best possible situation for them to gauge interest in the show, and then get somebody who you're gonna have for for years to come. Because like with with, I mean, they've signed Seacrest into a multi year contract, but after that's up, like. He doesn't he he can he has so many other projects, so many other things that he's doing, probably that like doesn't really need to stay. He's already made his impact. He might stay, but with someone who's new who's starting out that Jeopardy not Jeopardy with that Wheel of Fortune is their first thing, they're a relative unknown. I think that would maybe put a bit more sense of a, of loyalty to the show on them that like they'd be maybe more inclined to stick around after that contract is up. Because Seacrest doesn't need Wheel of Fortune. To he doesn't need wheel. He's yeah, made he's, his name. He's wheel got of Fortune needs him more than he needs Wheel of Fortune. Yeah. So. Also, like just just before, one thing, last thing before we move on, it's like something I've noticed about like calling things like America's game, like America's pastime is baseball. America's game apparently is Wheel of Fortune. America's dad, for a time, was Bill Cosby. What is it with like? America claiming things that are so boring, milk toast, and just unoffensive, like as unoffensive as possible. Like, I don't know, man. I don't understand it. Like baseball, like I know people love baseball, but like th- there's so little that goes on, I think. 
it's not like basketball where like things are, are happening on the court very quickly. Like you can, you can steal a ball or, or shoot something from halfway across the court. Like I think baseball, it just goes on for so long that I think one of the reason people like it is so they can go to the, the, the ballpark and get a hot dog and beer and just hang out with friends. Yeah. I mean, with the pitch clock now, I guess. I just... know I've insulted a lot of people saying that. It's true though. Like the, the, the idea of baseball was just to be like a place to hang out with like people and like maybe maybe pay attention to guys hitting like ninety mile per hour fastballs. Like that's yeah. that's what it was. That's like what it is to America. It's like eating a hot dog, going outside, hanging out with like minded people, being somewhat social. Um, <laughs> like that. That's about it. I think America just needs to be more exciting. Like pick something. That's we more just need something thing more than exactly. We don't. We don't need Wheel of Fortune, uh, unless it's just like we can't spell, so we're making that kind of joke of like we can't we can't spell, so this is this is our game, I guess. Our literacy rate is so low. We need to we need to encourage literacy in letters. Yeah, so we'll have a game show where you spin a giant wheel and hit bankrupt eighty percent of the time. I mean, considering America's colonialist and, and like claiming things as ours that aren't really ours <laughs> history, why didn't we make like American Ninja Warrior our our game and our pastime? Yeah, it's like that that would game. be the new that's that'll be the next pastime. It's like, yeah, we just kind of yoinked this from the from the Japanese, but it's all good. Uh, anyway, let's move on. Before we get into like actual geeky things that people might care about and and the video gamey stuff, um, Kevin. When I say the names Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg, what is the first thing that comes to mind? Facebook and Twitter. Two two very rich white people who who have nothing better to do with their money. Does MMA cage match come to mind? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if this is something that was on your, your 2023 bingo card, then somehow you predicted something that none of us ever did because now Zuckerberg and Elon Musk are apparently going to fight and I think I think UFC is actually like actively considering like hosting their fight. Let's um, go. So because because these two billionaires with nothing better to do with their time and money are feuding on the internet. Um Elon Musk said that he would be up for a cage fight with Mark Zuckerberg to which Mark Zuckerberg replied send me location and then musk said vegas octagon and then apparently they're serious about it because elon musk apparently has now started training with ufc legend george st pierre which like oh come on gsp you were already well, gsp to... apparently he's he's signed on to train with gsp okay why why GSP? You are already. You were. You don't need great. that Twitter money. You're good. Don't need the Twitter money. Now you just like made people hate you because everyone hates Elon Musk, unless you were actively training him to fail. There which, we go. That, we're we're throwing in the which back. If line. you're like subterfuge, trying to get Elon Musk to get his ass beat by Zuckerberg, I I, I <laughs> applaud you. Now um, now we're on the same page. So apparently this is what happened. So it, it's of course it's through Twitter because Musk owns twitter at elon musk i'm a huge fan of yours and it would be an absolute honor to help you be your training partner for the challenge against zuckerberg 
And Musk said, okay, let's do it. Fire emoji, fire emoji. Um, Previously, Andrew Tate, who you may know, is on is has fleed the Americas and is being held and tried for having a sex ring in I can't even remember what I think Belarus right now I don't even know where he is but he previously had offered to train Elon Musk and I mean I guess between the options of of creep Andrew Tate and sex criminal Andrew Tate and celebrated MMA fighter George St. Pierre I think we know who the better choice is uh for his part, Zuckerberg has been training in Brazilian jiu-jitsu for a while now, for a couple of years. I think very recently, like he even won a, a championship. Um, so it's gonna be interesting to see one, if this actually happens, two, who's gonna win, and three, who actually cares. I mean, I would I would love to watch a couple billionaires just like wail on each other. Uh and hopefully it becomes something that's like crazy. Um, <laughs> but I don't want this to be a success. Like I don't like I don't want to watch this as much as I'd like to see them beat the shit out of each other. I don't want to watch this. Like I don't want to watch one of um, like Logan Paul's fight. Logan Paul, yeah, one of Logan Paul's fights. Because like as much as I want to see him get his ass beaten, I don't want to give him the ratings and the tune-in numbers and the money for it. Yeah, I mean Elon Musk is fifty-two. And he and joking about this fight, he said, I have this great move that I call the walrus, where I just lie on top of my opponent and do nothing. Um, I, I don't know how seriously they're going to take this fight if it does happen, but I don't know. It might just they have enough money to do it. They didn't waste their money going into a submarine. <laughs> I don't know if it's too early to joke about that, but... <laughs> True. I mean, imagine if they had both gone into the submarine, though. Is it too early to joke about that? I feel like they would, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen in space. I mean, SpaceX. Elon does own yeah. SpaceX, I think. Yeah. Does he still own it? The... I think so. He'll he'll launch him and like Zuckerberg into space, and then they'll just fight it out in space they'll or something. They'll just fight in the metaverse. Yeah. Oh god, what if that is the fight? <laughs> I would be so sad. I'd be so disappointed actually. Oh god, the, the greatest troll. I think the the funniest thing that they could do is if they did it through like Wii boxing. <laughs> yeah. I would actually respect that. If they just trolled everybody. Like I wouldn't even be mad about that. As much as I would love to see them beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> um, so moving on to video game stuff, and this is my last bit of news. You thought I've been I've been rambling for quite some time. Uh, vacation has not done anything to make me more coherent, Kevin. I apologize. But so in video game news, um, Mortal Kombat One is coming out in September, and in order to combat <laughs> combat, get it? Um, Mortally combat, to, yeah, <laughs> with a K. Yeah. In order to combat rage quitting, and I don't, I honestly don't think this is going to have that much of an effect on, on rage quitters, but they have implemented this new thing where if you quit during an online match, um, your character will just commit suicide by breaking their own neck, and the opponent will win through a quitality. I think it's funny. 
Uh, comicbook.com has this reported as a brutal punishment for rage quitters. I don't, I don't think it's brutal. I think it's funny. I think it's just like, uh, you, you get to watch your opponent quit through animation. You don't just automatically get booted out of the match. Um, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's my thoughts on it, but I'm a fan of Mortal Kombat. So I thought I'd talk about it. Yeah. I, I, I think that it's good for the for the players who's who stay in. I wish that there was more of I wouldn't say a punishment, but just like something to no, really punishment like, is a good word for it. A good way to like deter players from like from just rage quitting just for the sake of like getting out of the match, you know? Mm-hmm. Um I feel like they could they could do def they could definitely do a lot more with it if they really yeah. wanted to try something. Um they could lock people out, which I think is pretty standard for um, online gaming. Like Overwatch even does it. Yeah. I think something they could do. I mean, I haven't played Mortal Kombat online in a very long time. Um, the last I remember, I think, was playing, I think it was MKX. This is the last time I played online. And back then, if I remember correctly, they had like this online leaderboard of matchmaking where you could like pick somebody to fight based on their... Um, their preferred character, their level, whatever. I think that you could like, if they really wanted to shame people for quitting, just put like an icon next to their name that like signifies them as like a rage quitter and a lever, like just publicly yeah. shame them. Yeah. It's just like, if you leave like three matches in a row or something, it says like quitter, like at the start of the, like even at the start the K, of the match. obviously K W I T T E R. Yes. There you go. <laughs> or they just put a clown emoji next to their name. That'd be so funny, but so out of pocket at the same time, but it'd be so good. So yeah, that, that wraps it up for me. Just billionaires fighting and, and people rage quitting, and I don't like Pat Sajak. <laughs> uh, that's fair. Um, all right. I guess we get into uh we get into my stuff then. Um yeah. Let's start with the new Valorant update. Uh, we have a lot. Um, since VCT just wrapped up, which is the Valorant Championship Tour, um, we're starting to get a lot more like updates and stuff to the game because they're willing to change things up to not mess with the, the tournament. Um, so uh, first things first, we got Deadlock, um, a brand new character to the game. Um, she has a cinematic where she fights like a bear thing. I don't know what's up with that, but... Hmm. Um, it's part of the lore. She fights a bear. That's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> uh, but the main thing to take away from this is that she is a sentinel that has a lot of crowd control ability, a lot of ability to um, really lock people up and not allow them to like get into certain spaces. Um, and her ultimate is that she pretty much like webs you up in like a Spider-Man cocoon kind of thing. And if it reaches the end of the wire, you just die. So <laughs> that's that's kind of crazy. Um, so yeah, just just a couple of things to keep in mind as you play against a new character. There's just a lot of of stuff to uh, keep in mind when it comes down to those kinds of things. Um, what else was there? How many um, characters are in Valorant now? Oh, that's a good question. I think we have like twenty. It's like twenty seven or twenty eight now. Twenty two. Um, yeah, so we have 22 agents in the game. Um, and yeah, that's not the only thing that they added, but deadlock is kind of the big, 
uh, exciting piece. Um, we have a new currency called Kingdom Credits, spelled with K's, just like Mortal Kombat. Um, the the Kingdom Credits are essentially used to buy old sprays, uh, gun buddies, and battle old battle pass items that you may have missed out on. Um, it just gives players a chance to go ahead and grab things that they may have missed. Um, which I do think is a really cool concept. It's like you played the game for long enough, you can you can go ahead and get things that you may have missed from previous battle passes. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to see how they play that one out and if uh, if we get anything cool out of that. So yeah, um, looking forward to to all of that. Uh, the next thing to add is the Neo Frontier gun skin. Um, if you guys want to play you know cassidy in valorant now you can uh they they added a a gun skin that allows you to fan the hammer and like straight up erase people um it's pretty cool uh but the whole thing is like it's supposed to be like old school cowboy meets uh meets like this new like technological like vibe so even though they are like definitely gun skins that have like that are western influenced like crazy um there's a lot of like vibes of uh a lot of western vibes but a lot of like neo western vibes so it's like cyberpunk ish kind of vibes that it's given off um it's kind of funny uh, if you think about it um the last thing that i do want to mention is the new game mode we have team deathmatch that was just added um i know that's not a new concept or anything but it is like something cool if you guys are looking to to add um more to your game or if you guys just want to take a shot at something uh like that. So yeah, that's what we got uh coming out of Valorant recently. Um and yeah, the update unfortunately happened earlier today. Um we're still figuring out everything, but uh we had a whole plan today of like, oh, we're gonna do this for for uh camp today. And it's like no, wait, Valorant's updating. We can't do anything. <laughs> like we're we're just sitting here for ten minutes just trying to figure out where to go from here. Um so yeah, that that was a thing. Uh but other than that, minor the minor inconvenience, uh glad that we are able to get a new patch and uh looking forward to the new character and we'll let you know how they play out. Um cool. Let's move from one competitive esports scene to another. Uh, let's talk about Pokemon. Um, Pokemon North American Invitational Championship um, is happening this weekend. Um, I am going to be there. I'm going. Uh, oh, you're going to Ohio this weekend? I'm going to Ohio. Um, and yeah, didn't. I, I wanted to go um, for a while. I want to not only like meet the people who I cast and commentate with all the time, but. Uh, wanted to watch the event live just to see how it is. Um, so yeah, I'm flying out to Columbus, Ohio on Thursday. Like, I'm taking a red eye flight to get out there. Are you bringing um, Kogashi? I am bringing Kogashi. Um, he's been uh summoned by by everybody. Everybody's like, "Are we gonna see Kogashi live?" I'm like, "Yeah, he'll be there, I guess." Like, he's like, "Does." What about me? What about, what about me? Than you. Yeah, he is. He is. He's more popular. He just eats up more of the space. Uh, but yeah, that's like his whole his whole kit. It's just like yeah, he's he's cooler than me. I get it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, Kogashi's coming. Uh, looked at the 
looked at the uh forecast before I went out there though. It's it's gonna be hot. It's like it's gonna be hot and humid, and those are two oh, two no. things that I am How not hot? on board with. How hot? Uh we're talking like eighty eight with rain. Ew. And I'm like, uh okay, eighty eight's <laughs> like, not bad, but the rain. Yeah. It's gonna be like sixty six percent humid. Like oh god, that's like, like taking a shower when you step outside. Yeah, I step outside, I get I get damp, and I'm like, oh, yeah, this is, woo, this is the life. Um, that's exactly what we're uh, we're going for here. Just just damp and not not operational at all. Uh, so yeah, uh, not looking forward to that. But I guess the the whole um enjoying the games thing that's going to be a lot of fun i mean I'm, I'm glad to just be out there to to watch some of the matches and see how some of the teams perform uh there's a lot of really cool storylines going into it too um me being that esports kind of historian uh as people would kind of mention it um i love like dissecting some of the stories that go along with these kinds of matches mm -hmm. um and just watching watching some of the crazy like things that went on. So like um, there are like four teams that like a lot of people consider are the best in, in NA um, they're all fighting for a guaranteed spot going into uh, going into Japan so that they could be like the NA representative and have that title of being like the one that got out of NA um, without having to worry about like tokens or tickets or whatever um in order to get there so yeah it's kind of it's kind of insane to know that this is how a lot of teams are going to be kind of duking it out and i'm excited to see how they play um but yeah there for example like the team that everybody had as the favorites last year um they are in the top teams again but last year they didn't make it just because they didn't have like they didn't win the last tournament of the year and mm. the formatting didn't allow them in. And so now they have a shot of coming back and playing at like the highest level and they have a new roster and they lost like one of their best players and they're like number one in Europe now. Um, so little, little bit of a, a little bit of rivalry going like across like the, the water across a pond or whatever you want to call it. But it is kind of it's kind of crazy and insane to hear like some of these stories and how they play out. Um, but yeah, uh, that's going to be a lot of fun to go see. Um, it's not only events for Unite, by the way. Uh, Pokemon Go, TCG, and VGC are all going to be there. So the video game competitive, the trading card game, uh, Go, all that is going to be here. Um, and yeah, uh, there's also going to be exclusive merch at the event. So I'm looking forward to that one as well. Um, we'll see how it, uh, what, what we happen to come back with and we'll let you know how that plays out. Um, cool. Let's go ahead and move on into, uh, the manga recommendation of the week. Uh, we have quite a bit to, uh, break down here. So, um, first things first, uh, the movie, uh, I saw a movie called, uh, Sing a Bit of Harmony. Um, it is a... It's an anime film that follows an android whose only main job is to make people happy. Um, it's very nice summery film, summer like vibes uh, all around. So 
if you are looking for like a feels good show um or a feels good movie that's probably one to go after um but we'll definitely see how that one ends up playing out and if there is anything uh any anything that comes out of the director that is kind of insane or cool to point out um would recommend it if you guys want to see what a musical anime or uh yeah anime movie would look like that is that is a great example um of how it would play out uh i do have another summer anime movie recommendation but i will save that for uh i'll save that for next time so that way if people do want to take a like want to watch this one first dissect it enjoy it uh feel free to do so um cool uh yeah, let's get into the manga sales. We're switching from uh, the animation to the actual uh, stuff now. So, all right. Uh, right Stuff Anime is having a an anniversary sale right now. Um, if you know what Right Stuff Anime is, it is a website that sells manga. Um, they have a lot of it. Um, so if there is anything that you're looking for, uh, go ahead and check the website and see if See if it happens to be on sale right now. Um, there's stuff coming out from uh, Viz Media, Yen Press, uh, which are two of the big um, like manga release companies. Um, so if you are looking for cool pieces like that, go ahead and uh, check them out. Um, I believe that the sale is going throughout the week. Um, so if it is, it is their anniversary event. So go ahead and check it out. There are other deals that happen daily. So you want to check that out and keep refreshing the page. We'll see if there's anything cool that comes out of there. Um, yeah, uh, that is it for the uh, the manga sales. Uh, let's go into the releases, things that you might want to go ahead and pick up. Uh, so once again, the 27th, which is today, uh, is one of the bigger days for manga releases. Um, a lot of things that a lot of people are looking forward to. Um, so we'll go over that. So the first thing is uh, Goodbye Airy, which is that... Um, which is the manga that I went over last week. Um, that one is by Tatsuki Fujimoto, the same guy who made uh, Chainsaw Man. So a lot of really interesting uh, stories. Once again, like the best way how I describe it is Tatsuki Fujimoto is one of those guys who loves his movies, but loves to torture his characters over it. So you have a tortured character scenario. They They have a lot of like, not I wouldn't say fun, like poking fun at like movie stuff, but they do he he loves his films and you could tell by the references that he makes in his manga. Um cool. So goodbye, Ari. Uh the short that went on after Chainsaw Man. Um next one is Blue Lock 7. If you guys like soccer manga, uh this is the one to go for. Um and then last but not least is Shangri-La Frontier 6. Um we are getting the anime for this quite soon, so you want to pick up on the manga if you want to get ahead. Uh, make sure to do so. Um, I would highly recommend this one. I would consider it a very good spiritual successor to Sword Art. So if you like Sword Art Online, um, but you want to like read how it kind of kind of would vibe, uh, this is the way to go. So yeah, definitely check it out, and we'll see we'll see how it plays out for uh, everyone else here. Um, yeah, let's talk about next week. If you are looking for anything on Tuesday, uh, that will be the next one to go out for. Um, it is going to be One Piece 103. Um, still going. Uh, still doing pirate things on the sea. Um, One Piece. That's the slogan. Um, okay. 
<laughs> After that is uh, Blade of the Immortal, the deluxe edition. Uh, this is number nine, which I believe is the final deluxe edition. Um, but these books are like leather, leather bound, beautiful books um, to go ahead and have on your shelf. Um, and the last one is Maiden Abyss 11. So if you guys are trying to catch up on Maiden Abyss, uh, go ahead and pick that one up as well. I have not um, watched the uh, the anime of that, but I have heard it is heartbreaking. It is one of those shows that, like, when you watch it, you don't expect what you're going to get out of it. It looks so cutesy. That's the point. So it's one of those ones that, like, it lures you in with making you feel like it's a, it's going to be like another Studio Ghibli thing where you go in and you're like, oh, this is nice. And then it hits you with the, like, the hardest hitting stuff you've ever seen. And you're just like... Oh my god, I was not prepared for that. Uh like give me a give me a minute to like catch my breath. I have no idea what I just watched. And that that's how it goes. It's uh it's great for that as well. So would highly recommend if you are looking for something that will totally destroy you. Uh that that is the best way of how I could describe it. Uh yeah, this is this is the one. uh other than that i'm pretty sure that is everything that i have for this week um yeah i i hope that everybody's keeping up with their manga i know i'm bringing a couple of books on the plane because it is a long flight and i have i have a layover in houston on the way back so definitely have to like have time to do stuff and uh i will have time to do stuff so that's gonna be the play um yeah um other than that manga releases pokemon valorant uh just a lot of stuff going on right now so i guess that's it for us this week i apologize if i've been rambling a little bit and have been a bit more coherent two days of uh two days of vacation has really made me turn my brain off and i did not expect it to happen as easily as I, it did um kevin please send us out with some advice for the week so because i i can't i can't aside from me normally just asking you to do it i can't advice right now my advice I can't, would be probably I can like, barely turn either. brain off, play game, dur her her. I mean that's that's actually good advice. Yeah, just like <laughs> if you're gonna have fun with have fun with video game, don't don't stress out about it too much. Like we're all here to have fun. We're all here to like learn from from what we're what we're doing here. So uh, yeah, just have fun with the games. I Nothing to stress the, out about. I finally bought Tears of the Kingdom. I've put it in my Switch. Yep. But the jury is out as to when I will actually play it. Like start it. Yeah. Yeah. Because of my track record with gaming, like God of War came out like I think what October ish last year. I only yeah. like started playing it like two weeks ago or last week. <laughs> I don't even remember. Um I still haven't beaten Horizon. I still haven't even opened um Tiny Tina's Wonderlands from even before God of War. I still haven't opened Arkham Knights, which I've heard as a disappointment, but because I love Batman so much, I'm going to play it just for the shits and giggles of playing it. But yeah, so if we're looking at that track record, I'm probably not going to play Zelda until next year, but I own it. So yeah, like it's, me. it's available. <laughs> it is. It is available. It is in the switch. The switch is fully charged. It's, it's there. I just have to motivate myself to play it, which I'm trying to finish God of War this week, and if I can do that, then I'll get to playing it, hopefully, unless I actually just like, you know what? I should finish Horizon first, which at that point, I'm never going to touch another game again because as much as, as much as I love Horizon, it's it's too big, I think. 
there's a lot to slog through. Yeah, I feel that. It there there are some of those games that just once you start once you start it, you you realize like, oh man, this is actually an actual time sink. Like I actually have to commit to playing this. Um which yeah, it does get kind of insane, but at the same time, like if you enjoy the ride, you're good you're gonna enjoy the game even more. So mm-hmm. I feel like that's part of the process and oh hopefully everybody can get through their backlog. Um I would say the only piece of advice is uh don't refresh the Steam store because you will lose money out of your pockets. Uh I'm pretty sure the summer sale is gonna make its way up pretty soon. So yeah, that's gonna be another thing to like keep in mind as we continue on through this. Well, that's it for us this week, guys. Hope you've had a, a good week. Hope you have a good week next week. If you're on vacation like me, turn your brain off and play video games and, and read anime and, and watch manga. Yeah, I I know I mixed them up there, but no, no, that, that, that's totally fine. <laughs> read your anime, watch your manga um, and catch you next week, guys. <laughs> Adios. Next week, we bring you the latest news and stories from around the internet. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to us and rate us five stars on all your favorite podcast platforms. You can also follow us on all social media at TwigPod, that's T-W-I-G-P-O-D. And feel free to send us any questions, comments, or any suggestions of topics you'd like us to cover. If you'd like to advertise with our show, please contact our network at Believe.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week in Geek. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.